Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody-Mills. I've always dreamed of stepping foot on Greenland and saying, this is America. (laughs) It'll never happen. And Danielle, I want you to know something. Hmm. You're electable. And you're electable. (laughs) Look, I wanted to say that because it feels like in 2019, electable is code suddenly for white man. It's not a code, Torre. They actually have said it. <laughs> it's it's just—it's not a code. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of fear among Black and Brown Correct. people that this election is so important mm-hmm. that we cannot risk it with a woman or a Black person. We have to put up a white man to get white men to vote for him. This doesn't make sense to me. Look, we already have six children that have died in U.S. custody, right? Mm. We already have brown men and women, uh, undocumented migrants that are being hoarded into cells, right, that are being farmed out to work. It is flashbacks, I think, for black Americans that are just Mm. like, if we lose this election, that could be us. What is stopping that from being us? And so while, you know, on our last show, we're screaming at the 47 percent that are standing by Biden. I'm actually starting to be able to wrap my mind around the fear that is prompting black people to make a decision that I don't think is in our best interest, but one that I'm starting to understand. I understand the fear. I respect the fear. I don't want Trump to be reelected any more than any person in this country. I just don't think that the answer then is to appease white people with a candidate they might like rather than a candidate that black and brown people will love and that enough progressives will get behind. And I just I again reject the notion that a woman uh, and especially a black woman Mm -hmm. cannot win. Today we want to focus on Elizabeth Warren. I reject the notion that she can't win. I reject the notion that it has to be a white man. I honestly think that electability was a construct that was created by white people to say that white people are good Mm. at being politicians, right? That they speak well, they show up well, and this is what the masses want. That's what I I think. They're the majority, Mm -hmm. so a candidate who looks like them is more likely to win. More likely to win, and anyone else that is outside of that construct moves outside of the norm, and they just cannot get behind that and, you know, racism. But Liz Warren is whitey white. She is whitey white. She's from Oklahoma before Harvard. 
I know, but I don't want to break it to you. I, you may not know this. She is a woman. <laughs> she. I noticed that. She may remind people of I, Hillary Clinton, I, and they fear that too. I might, you know, I did some statistical research. Oh. A white Democrat has, a white male Democrat has mm-hmm. not been elected president since 1996. Bill Clinton. So we have, white male Democrats have failed for over 20 years mm. to get elected president. Mm-hmm. At what point do we say Al Gore failed, mm-hmm. uh, John Kerry failed, failed. Yep. all the people who ran against Barack Obama failed? Yep. They're not electable. Perhaps we should try a woman. Perhaps we should try somebody who's actually progressive, which is why I'm so excited about talking about Elizabeth Warren. You have been saying all Democrats do is get behind. They flirt with Mm -hmm. progressivism, Mm -hmm. but then they take home the centrist. Mm -hmm. And I think that in this day and age, especially, my God, Joe Biden over the weekend wants to say that there are an awful good amount of good Republicans. Oh, Lord. A good amount. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions. Questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. There are good Republicans out there. I don't know where he's looking. (laughs) I don't know what magnifying glass he's using. Look, because I'm all like, I don't I don't think that all Republicans are racist, but I know that they are. <laughs> I not know enough an, of them are, but they aren't anti-racist. anti-racist. Yes. And uh, I've definitely been reading some thinkers of late who said if you you either are racist or anti-racist, there is no neutral position. Mm-hmm. So every time Steve King mm-hmm. or Donald Trump mm-hmm. or whoever says something racist and you're Republican and you don't say anything, especially because. You want every Muslim to renounce anything that any Muslim does. Correct. You want other black people to say anything that a black person does is wrong. Yep. 
so you are silent in the face of Republican racism mm -hmm. from elected officials. Yes. And you say nothing. You are not being anti-racist. No. And you are perpetuating the status quo that allows their race. Look, I think Liz Warren, mm -hmm. despite her whitey whiteness, and this is part of the problem, <laughs> is that black people know Joe Biden. We feel we know Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. We feel we know Bernie Sanders from last time around. I think there's some reticence around him, but we feel we know him. Kamala is one of us, can speak from her lived experience to us. Liz Warren is completely shut out of all of that. Right? Mm -hmm. We don't have a long relationship with her. She's not black or brown. But she has some really interesting, powerful ideas that I think are driving toward black liberation. She talks about the racial wage gap yep. and the wealth gap and the startup capital gap. And this is perhaps at the core of the problem the generational wealth gap between black and white people that when a black person gets into trouble and not if when you get into mm -hmm. financial trouble mm -hmm. most of us don't have a sister brother parents cousins who can help right. Mitt Romney said hey you want to start a business ask your parents for money 99% of us don't have a parent Donald Trump who could give us money started his career if you want to call it that mm. with a million dollars from his dad I think that what makes I thought it was 400 what, million whatever <laughs> what makes what makes Elizabeth Warren to me so very attractive is that she not only talks about the racial wealth gap but she talks about generational theft generational theft here is what is very important because she to me understands the construct to which black people have never been in a position to access fully the american dream mm. which means to own property mm. right so when we so talk about important to building wealth the only way that most people in the united states begin their wealth is through the ownership of property. Right. Now, we can go back to 40 acres and a mule and black people being denied the ability to own property. Then we can move through the ages and we can go to redlining, right? And being denied loans. And the FHA and, loans. And the FHA loans. 99% went to white people. Being denied the loans after you get back from service, mm, right? Military service. The military mm -hmm. service and them being able to get breaks, right, at the banks. The banks would say, you fought for this country. You are a military vet. You are going to, we're going to give you low interest loans. That, again, was denied to black families. So when Elizabeth Warren is talking about the racial wealth gap, she is very clear in understanding how this happened, how the federal government perpetuated the obstruction of the ability of black people to be able to own anything and is coming up with a plan for that. She's, got a She's plan coming for that. she is literally creating the bridge to help lessen the racial wealth gap. And you can't do that if you don't own the theft that has happened throughout America. But this is part of the beauty of Elizabeth Warren, that unlike Joe Biden, there's all these plans that we can talk about. Mm -hmm. What is she going to do? She's got a plan for everything. And it's become like this caricature meme, but great. That yeah. The caricatures that she's got a plan to deal with everything. I, I don't have a husband yet. I got a plan for that. <laughs> and that was, she has embraced it as a part of her personality, as something that yes. is fun. People yes. tweet her. They're like, I don't know. I'm on this diet. I don't know if it's going to work. I got a plan for you. I got a plan for your calorie counting. She wants to cancel student debt. Do you know the massive impact? I wish that she would have, have done it before I paid back Sally Mae. She, Mac, she but, wants to yeah. talk about making 
HBCUs tuition free. Mm. That would have a massive impact on black and brown families throughout the country. She's talking about dealing with reforming the companies that are leeching on the families of the incarcerated. Mm -hmm. When you go to prison, and I know you don't know this because you you always abide by the law. I I guess. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Torre. I haven't been inside, but I don't always follow the law. You haven't been all the way? (laughs) I haven't been all the way inside. Um, but if you if you go inside, uh-huh. right, what it costs to call your family, those collect calls oh. are exorbitantly expensive. Oh, that price is absorbed by the family who has done nothing wrong. Right? And, it, and it helps divide you from your family because, look, I can't afford to talk to you every day. So then your social circle becomes more and more the criminals who you're locked around and you're cut away from. Uh, law-abiding society. Oh, interesting. This I did not know. important. Um, you know, bad health care, bad food that you get in prison, mm-hmm. especially in private prisons. She wants to reform all that. There's no reason why we have to treat the incarcerated like they're pieces of shit. There's no reason why they have to be that why they have to be treated as animals. And then we want to talk about recidivism and why it's so high, because you're it is not a correctional facility. Not you're not all. correcting anything. Not at all. And so her her plans to tackle that, I think, are incredibly important. I mean, when she talks about universal child care mm-hmm. and dealing with the uh, infant mortality rate yes. that for black women is much higher than for white women, mm-hmm. she's dealing with some of the core things that we need dealt with for our lives for our money for having children some of the core moments of the where is systemic racism is touching our bodies and dealing with us i find her to be an enthusiastic and exciting candidate when i look at biden and i see a total lack of excitement about voting for biden and when i see elizabeth warren and i think when people get to know her better and she's got more of the spotlight on her the historic nature of her candidacy the way she comports herself there will be an excitement about her candidacy that does not currently exist for biden and really anybody else in the race and that excitement is important. You cannot just assume all Dems will go to the polls and vote because they hate Trump. If you're not excited about the candidate, you have a real clear reason why I'm voting for, you may not go. And we know that about Democrats that, as Hillary Clinton had said, Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall in line. That is the understanding that we have to have about Democrats. And if you are not excited, to your point, if you are not enthusiastic, passionate about the candidate, we are gonna we will see a repeat of 2016 with Hillary Clinton. We're a lot, and we don't have third party candidates right now, but we will see this lack of enthusiasm, which is show it shows up at the polls where people. You know, they're not coming up in mass. They're not standing in seven hour lines. Now, it's, it's not it's not the people who are on Twitter screaming about the candidate. It's not the 90 no. percent of Dems who will show up and vote for whoever's got a D beside their name. It's that other 10 percent. Right. You run a whole campaign chasing after two percent of the electorate. Right. Most people will show up for whoever has a D and whoever has an R. But it's that other group of people who may or may who not are, come out, who yo- may stay who are young home. People, who are young people, often. Who, are, who are often people of color, even though black women vote at like a 90 percentile rate. We right. vote like that. Right. Um, but there are other folks that kind of, you know, maybe maybe this isn't for me, maybe not right now. What I like about Elizabeth Warren, to all of the points that you listed out, is that what I find 
is that Elizabeth Warren is literally tackling every single part of our lives. Mm -hmm. She is going from birth all the way through our education, mm -hmm. through our homes, your bank account, your bank account, your first jobs. If you get into trouble, right, with the criminal justice system, coming out of that, she's literally tackling the black experience. Mm -hmm. Now, what is wrong? with the other some of the other candidates is that they take a part that they think is important to the black community. Don't look at us as full and complete human beings, mm. right? With these full lives from cradle to grave. They're not looking at us like that. They're saying, oh, we'll do something about the criminal justice system because we know you all are thugs anyway, right? We'll do something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll, we'll, we'll throw you a bone over here, um, and, and we'll wrap it up in, in some type of social justice. Maybe maybe we'll give you that full right to vote, mm. you know, everywhere. Mm. We'll put in some new machines like they'll talk about the they'll talk about us in very compartmentalized ways. And what I appreciate about Elizabeth Warren is that she sees the whole system, right. the whole community. And it's like, wait a minute, where has the federal government failed the black purposefully right. and this is the other thing too is that she's not a white person who is a political ostrich with their head in the sand right. and pretending that the federal government hasn't purposely created obstructionism and obstacles for black people to succeed right no she's very aware of structural racism and is now looking to other formulas on how to fix or at least how to begin to fix that problem that to me is why she is so exciting and i don't know why her number is at eight percent right now with the black community and joe biden who has ne'er a plan ne'er is at 47 percent. i love the word ne'er i think that it's a lack of familiarity and knowledge with her versus with him when you get to know her better she was a consumer protection person right mm -hmm. created an agency with a president named barack obama mm -hmm. right he created this agency for her she's a true public servant who seems to deeply care about people and their lives right i've read her books and she really talks about how um, economic conditions shape and change people's lives in a really deep way this is a person who truly cares about people in a way that i cannot say every politician i encounter does is she the mean person who will say some nasty thing in the debate and rhetorically punch him in the face. I don't think so, but that's not what I'm looking for. That's not, I'm looking yeah. for dignity mm -hmm. in my next mm -hmm. president, right? Humanity, empathy, right? Somebody who actually cares about things like facts and truth. And that's not what we have now. I think what will be really interesting, if it if it is Elizabeth Warren on the debate stage because this is the image that America has in their mind. Who is going to challenge Trump as if we're doing a, you know, a boxing match, right? right. The rhetorical punch in the face in my mind I would love an actual punch in the face, but <laughs> no violence legal. please, That's it's not <laughs> legal. Um, but I don't think that that is Elizabeth Warren's strength. I imagine her on the stage with Donald Trump. I imagine her say imagine him calling her Pocahontas, yeah. saying really uh, nasty things. And then I think that she's going to look at him and say, is that all you got? Right. So that's you're coming at me with your with your little nonsense and your childhood games. That's cute. So what are you offering right. the American people? Right. Because I have multiple plans 
Are you planning to just insult everybody? And you think that that's going to put food on the table? You think that that's going to cut their student loan debt? You think that that's going to help them with housing loans? You think that that's going to help them with the ability to vote? Like, I think that her her logic is going to play so well on the stage against him because after he's done throwing insults, what else does he have? It's interesting because the two of them, their worldviews are polar opposites in that Trump sees uh, you, poor American worker, you're having your job stolen by Mexicans who are coming here and Chinese over there, which is a complete lie. Elizabeth Warren is telling you the truth, right? Her big thesis is that the the accumulation of wealth mm-hmm. in a small amount of hands gives them an outsized amount of political power, which gives them more wealth, which gives them more political power, rinse and repeat. And you, regular person, are getting rigged. The system is rigged against you. Yep. And that is a powerful message. I am concerned about the Medicare for all. I love it as an idea. Are people going to say, wow, that sort of a big change scares me? I think that there can be a both and maybe she'll have to make some adjustments if she shows herself to become the nominee right now. She's in second place. She Joe Biden is about 10 points ahead of her. I think at the latest poll was like he was at 32 percent. She was at 20 percent, 21 percent. I think that she may have to make some adjustments to that. I think it'll scare people if they do have to give up if they're forced to give up their private insurance. Americans don't like to be forced to do anything. Mm. And so that may have to be an adjustment. But everything else that you said, when you turn around and instead of making the enemy, the quote unquote uh, undocumented people that are seeking asylum, when the invaders are actually the wealthy 1% that have been hacking away at your 401ks and taking away your pensions and bringing all of the money instead of investing it back in workers that they're investing it in their shareholders. When you're having that real, real conversation, I think a majority of people will be like, you know what? She ain't lying. She's not lying. She I ain't lying. Elizabeth Warren would be an extraordinary candidate for america for the democratic party i think she would be a great candidate for black people i think she could be a transformative president and i think it would be extraordinary to have an academic who can speak to people on a human level Mm -hmm. who can actually create sentences that make sense who believes in truth after four years of a truth denying mouth-breathing knuckle dragger i like that you called him a mouth breather (laughs) Do you also realize that he looks like he has a bit of a Coke problem every single time he is interviewed? I'm just going to say the dripping from the nose, the sniffing, you know, it's reminiscent of a Cokehead. I heard it was some fat pills that he was taking, like something that that gives you speed. Well, it's not reducing his weight. Well, no. And I'm just going to take this moment to be petty. Well, no, because he eats like crap and he never works out. Why don't you think he has a heart attack? I don't know. So, Yeah. Thanks for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody-Mills. And we'll be back next week. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. 
Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities. Healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country. Immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun. And candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.